Imagine for a moment that you live under a tyrannical dictatorial government, far worse than anything you've ever experienced or dreamt of. You and your family dread the knock at the door in the middle of the night and the random traffic stop. You may know several neighbors who have been disappeared, but you know better than to ask any questions about them. You adopt the survival strategy of countless little people before you. Keep your head down. Now imagine that you're working the night shift at a factory under the same regime. You've been working very long hours. Sometimes you're sent to another location so you don't see your family for days on end. You and your co-workers know better than, than to talk politics. Even if no one is happy, you dare not let on lest your family receive that knock at the door in the middle of the night. As you machine another part, suddenly a strange person appears behind you in a flash of light and says, Don't be afraid! How do you think you would react? I'd probably need a new pair of pants. <laughs> it's easy to understand the shepherd's terror once we disabuse ourselves of the sweet pastoral Christmas card-like images we associate with the birth story of Jesus. Luke sets Christ's birth during a census, a census that sparked violent rebellion and reprisals against those who cooperated with, their, with the regime. People who went to register would, could have found their homes burned down. The census not only served as a means for the regime to know who to tax, it also violated an ancient Hebrew taboo against counting people directly. Such a census had a purpose. Remind the people who was really in charge. So when the angel appears in this fraught political moment, it should not be surprising that the shepherds are terrified. They knew fear. Had they ever experienced joy? Here, they're witnesses to joy that resounds on earth as in heaven. The long-awaited Messiah is born. And they, in a reversal of things, are the first to hear the news. The shepherds are blue-collar workers of the first century. They're the first to hear that the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord is born. Not in a palace, not near the temple, not surrounded by luxury. He's born in a barn. The announcement and song are heard neither by priests nor kings. The angel's son is for the adoptive son of David, born under questionable circumstances. Luther is absolutely right that it took the ministrations of the Holy Spirit to understand that this was the promised Messiah. Because to all appearances, it could not have looked that way. The angel song is the song of praise to a God who turns the values of the world upside down. Who reigns in an upside down way. And whose kingdom's values are the opposite of this world's values. Peace is given not to those who live peaceably by virtue of their own power, 
or wealth or ability or to those who benefit from the oppressive Roman peace, but to those, to all appearances, have no peace in their lives. The poor, the mourning, the hungry, the very people, Jesus says, are paradoxically recipients of divine favor. These are the pillars of Jesus' kingdom. Jesus Christ is the upside-down king of an upside-down kingdom. An upside-down kingdom which brings true salvation. Salvation in the sense of shalom, of healing, of well-being to its citizens. It's a well-being that can never come from this world. We're there with the shepherds, hearing the angel song. We too, by our baptism, have been made citizens of this kingdom. We too are recipients of God's shalom. So God gives us a special calling. As recipients of this divine shalom, we're called to align ourselves with the model citizens of this kingdom, with those that the world considers outcast, so that we too could be means, God's means of justice and shalom in this hurting world. Just last Monday at our minister's gathering, one pastor asked the group, how are congregations connected justice and worship? And I mentioned something that we're already doing here. So the weekly offerings for during Advent and Lent for ministries other than our own. And that is so important. If you haven't given to these offerings, I encourage you to do so. They're not only helpful to ministries like Love Inc., Douglas County Food Shelf, and Lutheran World Relief, but they're also helpful to us because they remind us that the church is never just about us. The church is also about solidarity, about supporting what God is doing through other people, through other hands and feet. It's about the Spirit revealing Christ to us in the ministries of others. Just as the Spirit revealed Christ to the shepherds through the angels' song, it's a way we align ourselves with God's kingdom and with those kingdom values. So this Advent season and always, the Spirit continue to reveal Christ to us in unlikely places and ways. In an upside-down kingdom, an upside-down Savior, in a place as unlikely as a manger in Bethlehem. Amen.